This is the Interesting-ish Podcast, where I hope you listen long enough to say this is some interesting-ish. I'm Rick Myring. I'll tell the interesting stories and you keep listening so that you may find that your story is interesting too. I thought that, like, interesting-ish. Uh-huh. I thought you were saying ish, like, shit. Like shit. It is supposed to be a little <laughs> Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, but then when you say it, you're like... Interesting-ish. I'm like, oh, I took that the wrong way. No, you didn't. <laughs> um, I wanted to do that. I don't know what my fascination was with, with having a twist of a, of a swear word on there. I think it's cool. But um, it is partially that, but I haven't played that out much yet. Like we talk about interesting-ish. Like this is some ish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're so hip on That's the what I thought it was. Julie Lankus knows how to tell a good story. Even better, Julie Lankus knows how to tell you how to tell a good story. And even better yet, Julie Lankus knows that interesting-ish is a play on words. She understands the ish. In this episode, we talk about branding, marketing, the creative. We talk about when it's time to climb the next mountain. And we talk about when it's time to close up shop. We also talk about why it is important to tell a good story, to stand out from your competitors. All that in this episode, beginning with the quote coming up. And we have a great time in this episode. I'm so grateful for my time with Julie. Hope you guys enjoy it too, and thank you for listening. You know, there's a lot of deep psychology into picking out a shirt or (laughs) hiring a roofing company or, you know, just sort of using the brands. And I think we're in such a saturated market of Mm. people, you know, I think very entrepreneurial and people feel very comfortable starting a business now, whereas, you know, it's not about like a big business. And so you really have to put some love into standing out because... You could be right next door to your competition and your place is full and theirs is empty if you tell a good story. Hello and welcome to another episode of Interesting-ish. I'm your host, Rick Myring, and we are with Julie Lankus, and she has something interesting to tell us. Hello, Julie. Hi. Hi. Uh, What? You told me just before we started here that you have something interesting about you. Because I put you on the spot and you're like, where do I go with this? Right. Um, So tell us something interesting about you. So I think um, I am an extreme extrovert and I need very little downtime. And I get Mm. my energy from being around people. And I think... It's, I have one other friend that's about as extreme as I am, and that's about it. So I would say I love people. I love being around people. I feed off people's energy, and I'm yes. about as extreme of an extrovert as you get. <laughs> well, I love that, and it's actually a great starting point because I was looking at a little questionnaire here that I, I gave to you and you gave back in terms of we talked early on when we met through Chamber of Commerce and Leadership mm-hmm. Grand Rapids about all of these different assessments about personality. And you wrote down, you are an ENFP, like the campaigner, in terms of, I don't even know, what what's that one called again? That's Myers-Briggs, right? Yes. I am an INFP, so I'm an introvert by nature. I love 
you know, I've been a camp director. I love doing acting and voice work. So I love the stage and turning myself on then. Mm -hmm. But by nature, I'm an introvert. So we are very similar in the rest of those categories within Myers-Briggs, but I'm an introvert versus your extrovert. So I need... Like, after this, I'm not going to talk to anybody. (laughs) Well, and my husband's that way, which I think is really... He's an introvert-extrovert. Like, he's in sales, and I imagine you're probably very similar, where he's in sales, and so he's on all day, but then he really needs a lot of downtime. Mm -hmm. And I can go straight from presentations all day to teaching a class to doing a podcast to where's happy hour or something like that, and I just, you know, I just don't need a lot of downtime. But I think... Being married to someone that does is very healthy for me and yeah. him. I pull him out and he pulls me in. Yeah, and it's, it's a good. good. Match. Yeah. Well, I, I knew early on that I wanted to chat with you um, in the first couple of chats just because you have a very dynamic um, personality. Um, it's magnetic, it's been very personable. So I appreciate nice. your time today. Yeah. Um, you talked to me early on because you knew I was in the camp industry and you had grown up and been a camp counselor in your mm-hmm. history. And you took me aside at one LGR meeting where you said, hey, we've gone through these DISC assessments. We've talked about personality types. I want you to think about that in terms of your staff training because if I could look back to those years and known a little bit more Mm -hmm. of a touch about myself and the people next to me that I'm working Mm -hmm. with about what made them tick, what, how they come into a room, it probably would have made some of the tensions a little easier. Tell me about that statement well i think so i was 19 Mm -hmm. uh, my first summer just finished my freshman year of college and i feel like yeah so this is sort of your first go at leadership right essentially where you know maybe you've done things in sports and things like that but like being the captain of the dance team (laughs) (laughs) you're not that big of a leader so I think this was sort of my first dance with leadership right and I think you're also at that age you're pretty self-focused not in a negative way or but like you know you grow up in your your sort of world and then you start to turn outward the older you get I think and so I think at 19 I really struggled to know why people were quiet Mm-hmm. because I'm not yeah. <laughs> and it's so but it's like a guttural thing in me to right. just like how can this person be a camp counselor and not be woo-wooing and screaming and shouting all the sure. time aren't those kids disappointed yeah. and I think yeah. you give know them, give them your best self right <laughs> and to me their your best self was like my style of self right, right. and so right. I guess I think it would have been many folds I think I would have understood the kids that I was serving better and that not every kid wanted to scream and shout and dance and be crazy all the time and that there mm-hmm. were kids that were more quiet and they got value out of sitting and making a bracelet they weren't bored. Right. <laughs> and then I think also, yeah, I think I would have had, I think you build relationships with your camp coworkers that are lifetime. Like right. that's like someone could call me out of the blue and I would be there. Like it's a lifetime thing. And I think they would have been with better understanding and even deeper with knowing the whys of like, he's quiet because he is this. And that's amazing. Right. And I think growing in appreciation for each other even deeper than just thinking they're all great people. So 
um, yeah, I think, you know, I'm learning all this stuff later in life, right. and it's like, God, I would, like, how can I turn back time 20 years oh. and, like, know this stuff? I feel like it would have changed a lot. So. Right. Well, I'm imagining you did well by your peers <laughs> and by those children, but uh, that that's totally true for all of us. Yeah. Hindsight is always 2020, and so being that continued student, um, I've found that to be the way you've approached your career. But I think you told me about kind of a turning point. So tell us kind of that career path. You know, you're trying out different things, 19, 20, 21. Something happened to you in your mid-20s that kind of shook up your world. Mm-hmm. So, and I would say, like, I've had a couple just, like, I need to change something. So when I was in my mid-20s, I was living in Chicago, and I just randomly got a MRSA infection, which is like a crazy staph infection. And just like, you're fine. And then you're super not fine. <laughs> <laughs> and um, very long story short, it was like that turned into other medical complications. And yeah. I would say I had finished college. I had finished undergrad. I had finished grad school. And I had bartended to put myself through all of that. And I was done, and I was kind of just hanging around, mm-hmm. like having fun, I'm making money hand over fist bartending. I had a great apartment, I had great roommates, I had yeah. great friends, and was having a ton of fun. And then suddenly I was sick. And, you know, another piece of that is when you're bartending, if you're not there, you're not making money. So, right. <laughs> right. so I was in the hospital for 12 days, almost died a couple times. Wow. And it just was very earth shattering. And I think, you know, it kind of, the negative of it is that it probably stole a little bit of my footloose and fancy free. But I think on the positive side, it really made me just be like, what am I doing? I just spent seven years in school. I really love advertising. I'm really passionate about what I do. And... I need to go do it. Yeah. And I think, you know, there was always tomorrow when, you know, when you're not in any kind of urgency. And so it really knocked me on my ear in a positive sense. Right. Of like, okay, just survive that. I need to like really do something with my life. And so it kind of changed everything. So. And so at some point you began what was your own creative agency, Box Boom? Yes. So in Chicago, I was doing a lot of freelance work and then moved to Grand Rapids probably three or four years into that and then started a business in Grand Rapids um, about borderline seven years ago, um, Box Boom Creative, and just, you know, helped brands and companies talk about themselves and tell their stories in really effective ways to stand out and to grow and to, you know, it's really hard to talk to tell people, this is the one sentence you need to know about my whole entire business. Right. It's, I believe, impossible to do yourself. And so it's been really, it was a great go at just like getting to know companies, reaching mm-hmm. into their soul, pulling out like, this is why you do what you do. Yes. And then telling people about it. So yes. it was, I love helping people. So it was a big way to help them, but also really be strategic and thoughtful and creative and Mm. really crafting these messages that are super smart and effective. Yeah, I have been fascinated by that world. I stand at a far from it and (laughs) only know the 101 levels. But this idea of branding and narrative and storytelling, um, I think a lot of people have known that through the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. But 
it has become front and center mm-hmm. to the important piece of how branding, you know, that people aren't just selling out there. Yep. Or people aren't just telling, um, hey, we have got a good mission. They're putting the whole thing mm-hmm. together into this beautiful creative piece mm-hmm. that does so much more than just selling something. Mm-hmm. It's telling your brand for a lifetime. Yeah, I mean, it's it's people, you want people to feel good about eating your sandwiches. Right. <laughs> Or, so, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, what once would have been hungry full, now, you know, you feel like, I just supported a family by eating those sandwiches. Sure. I just made my body feel good by eating that sandwich. I just made a healthy choice by, you know, there's a lot of deep psychology into picking out a shirt right. or <laughs> hiring a roofing company or, you know, just sort of using the brands and I think we're in such a saturated market of Mm. people you know I think very entrepreneurial and people feel very comfortable starting a business now whereas you know it's not about like a big business and so you really have to put some love into standing out because you could be right next door to your competition and your place is full and theirs is empty if you tell a good story definitely and you had pointed something out to me about misconceptions a little bit about the industry You had said creative and subjective fields often don't get the credit that they deserve. Um, When you're in the business of crafting how your customers feel about your brand, you can run into founders or whomever Mm -hmm. that will minimize that. Mm -hmm. Can you touch on that piece a little more? Yeah, I think, you know, when you're, okay, I'm going to start a business Mm -hmm. tomorrow and you hire an accountant, you hire a real estate agent maybe if you need a location, you hire, you know, there's sort of this checklist of people that you aren't afraid to spend money on to get set up. And I think creative and branding and design and marketing falls so often into the DIY category. Right. And which it's chicken egg, right? You have to make money to get it and get it. You might have to start on your own terms. Yeah, and definitely you should. You know, if you're going to own a business, you have to be scrappy in many areas. Um, But I just think that oftentimes people see branding as like the foo-foo, you know, pretty side of it. Mm -hmm. And if you're working, you know, if if done right, it's deep psychology and anthropology and it's like how much you it affects how much you can charge Mm -hmm. it affects how much money you're making it affects frequency it affects people advocating you know i didn't only buy these shoes because they make my feet feel great i'm actually telling 20 people about how great they make my feet feel because i feel really good about these shoes um and so it's just i think people kind of push it to the bottom of the list Mm -hmm. But if you if done earlier than later, it can have a huge impact on everything. Yeah. yeah so definitely. yeah. So I think back to you mentioning that you know that MRSA experience and and it kind of that piece of adversity and essentially being on your deathbed mm-hmm. really shook your life into adversity leading towards a better you, mm-hmm. right? And, and sometimes within the American culture, adversity doesn't always come our way in a sickness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very easy to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And you said something that's really interesting to me about not being afraid to blow up your life. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, so here at Camp Lodget, uh, I was camp director for seven years and mm-hmm. was getting really good at it. 
but it was also getting a little bit of a disconnect with my counselors, with the kids. And so I looked towards a position that looks at our rental revenue now and something in the area that I really didn't know a lot about, mm-hmm. but wanted to choose it as a new task for mm-hmm. this, this mission and for this company. You have had beautiful heyday and, you know, seven to 10 years with Box Boom. Walk us through the, the last few years of that process mm-hmm. and, and then now some new adversity or changes that you've chosen. So, yeah, and I think similar, right? I think I grew and I grew and I grew and I got more into my niche of business and branding. And, you know, when you start out, you kind of are scrappy and do everything. And then, you know, when you get to a point where you can start saying no to things, it's great. Yeah, right, right. Um, Got a staff, started hiring people. And, um, yeah, just got really, really good at my craft and got to a point where um, I needed to probably hire some more people. And by hiring some more people, I needed to get a new location. And um, and the other side of it, and it sounds similar, I was getting a little bored. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like I had kind of mastered my craft mm-hmm. and I felt myself sort of saying the same 10 sentences over and over and it's sort of I got to the top of the mountain and I looked around for a while and enjoyed the view and then I was like okay yeah what's next yeah <laughs> I'm good and so yeah I kind of got to the point where I was growing and needed to make some decisions and could have chosen growth and let's go and like let's really move mm-hmm. and add some people and add some services and let's yeah. you know redo the business model and figure it out or i can stop being a business owner and go look at a couple you know i have a bunch of friends that own really great companies in grand rapids right. and go try to switch industries and learn a new skill for a while <laughs> And so I chose B and yeah. really just took about six months to kind of close down my business and yeah. sold off um, a lot of clientele and had to let my staff go. That was the worst day of my life, I think, was yeah. telling people they're done. That yeah. broke me a little bit, but um, it was hard. It was very, it's like killing your baby a little bit, mm-hmm. but I just, in hindsight, I think I spent the last year just being like, you know, when you're the owner, you have to go sell. You're constantly, you know, yeah. filling the kitty, keeping people busy. And I was just losing some enthusiasm. Yeah. Wasn't as into it as I was three years ago. Um, got a wonderful opportunity at a company called Brightly um, to go make websites and software. Mm-hmm. So I'm leaving my, like, advertising branding people my tribe yeah (laughs) and i'm moving into the like tech yes industry i heard a rumor that the internet is here to stay (laughs) so so i'm gonna go with it i feel like it's been a good 20 years but i think we're probably just getting started (laughs) right so i feel like it's a safe bet but no i really wanted to take an opportunity to try something new be challenged again Mm -hmm. it's really a lot of the same skills just completely remixed yes it's completely overwhelming right now but i'm getting there i've been there for four months and i like look at four months ago and i was like i so lost Mm -hmm. and now four months in i'm just a new level of law <laughs> deeper but, into but everything. finding your, your go-tos, finding some yes. rhythms. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Really kind of, it was awesome because I could kind of, they had um, a couple of needs. And so mm -hmm. they kind of said, just get in here and let's start working and we'll figure out where you even want to land. Yeah. I've really enjoyed doing um, like business analyst and um, information architecture and a lot of the like really sciencey side of it. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really designing at all anymore. And so it's kind of moving into this very like helping, essentially I analyze how people use the internet and then build something for them. Right. Essentially is it. And I've done my job if you don't notice the website and I have not done my job if you do, mm. which is really challenging, but, um, no regrets at all, but I'll tell you what, it was a really emotional thing to... Yeah to change completely. What, was there a pause in there where you made a decision to close the one door, mm -hmm. but you didn't know what the next door was? Like, was it, was it a, a straight transition? Like, okay, I'm closing my agency mm -hmm. and Brightly has offered me in this opportunity? Or was there a, a, a dead zone of, I don't know what's next? Um, neither. I'd say like bite size okay. pieces. So I kind of wasn't, you know, like something's off. Mm -hmm. And then I have, you know, as a business owner, you have a team of support people around you. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually have a great, um, wonderful score advisor who he and I were at coffee. Sure. And I just said out loud, well, then maybe I'll close. Mm -hmm. And then just like immediately burst into tears. Mm -hmm. But something about saying it out loud was, I was like, this is a thing. Right. This is a real thing. Like, I'm not just frustrated. This is a real thing. And just started to explore that. And he kind mm -hmm. of helped me explore that. And then I really just started reaching out to companies that I would want to work at. Yes. And just saying, do you need a me? <laughs> Here's what I'm good at. Yeah. Do you need yeah. this <laughs> in your company? Yeah. And um, it was great. I got, you know, this is a small town. Yeah. So I, most of my friends own the companies I want to work at. Yeah. yeah. And so it was really wonderful. I got like a lot of like, oh, wow, yes. Uh, let me talk to the team. I had a lot of really great conversations. I could have job hunted forever. It was really fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so really just reached out to people that I respect and think yeah. run really awesome companies. Yeah. And started to get a lot of interest. And then I was like, okay, step one, is there a need? Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> I've been doing my own thing for a decade. I don't even know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what else is out there. Yeah. So, yeah, sort of dipped my toes in what's even there. And then was taken pretty seriously by a handful of companies. So then I was like, okay, well, I have to figure out how to close then. Right. Because I can't take a job. And have a company right, still. Right. And so then I think it was just sort of figuring out the best way to untangle everything mm -hmm. without letting anyone down, leaving people high and dry. Yeah. You know, I had a lot of great clients that trusted me for a long yeah. time. To close well. You're yeah. Thinking. Well, and navigate like, you know, I'm people very, very people focused. So not, you know, it, I felt really awful about a lot of it yeah. and kind of navigating like you don't have to feel bad to make this decision mm -hmm. for yourself so navigating the heady stuff and then navigating the like how do i do my taxes how yeah, do I yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> is new i've been getting good at those taxes. yeah when do paychecks yeah. stop i don't know oh, you know shoot. things like that so i would say it was trying to do everything in a logical order a week right. at a time for like six months yeah 
And I think something I've been tra- trying to add to my few listeners that I have out there is this idea of that courageous pivot. Um, I think there's a few things that are present when I chat with people like you that have made kind of this courageous moment. They've had somebody by their side to give them the space to identify that Mm -hmm. and then to vocalize it almost exactly like you talked about that coffee moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Somebody who cared enough to say, get your mind back in, you you know, Mm -hmm. not actually not to say that. Right. Stick to it because there was something inside your gut that had to come out. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm always so anxious about those people that are keeping that in their gut Mm -hmm. for for more than a week or months Mm -hmm. or years. Yeah. And and maybe, you know, what are those two cents of advice to to allow them to get that out, to Mm -hmm. vocalize it with somebody else? Yeah. I mean, I think Rob's reaction was something along the lines of what does that look like? Mm -hmm. Which is a great, you know, he didn't... That's a good place to start. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, yeah, no, I think that's, you know, having people around you that support you. And I honestly think having people around you that don't support you coming from maybe like a family space, but Mm -hmm. that are like professional supporters. You know, I have sort of a um, team of business support people that help me make, like, I want to make, what does this decision look like? just financially right none of the emotional stuff right. what does this look like just emotionally none of the financial stuff and i think and everything kind of in between and so i think um kind of stacking your especially as a business owner but really everybody and having those people that you yeah. can say an honest thing to like i don't think say like my saying that to my husband he would have many layers of ideas behind that (laughs) and probably would be like well how does that affect our family you know there's like a ripple effect there so i think you need sort of these impartial support system too that love and care about you but are also sort of a little more impartial and keeping those people close awesome uh, I want to touch on this one piece because you talked about kind of an undying curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing that's provided some fuel for you to navigate a new tech arena mm-hmm. that um, you were somewhat unfamiliar with. And your old company being Box Boom about kind of, you know, throwing things on their sides or mm-hmm. blowing up life to, you know, see what's underneath it all. Yeah. Um, touch on that piece because it sounds like that's a fuel within your life mm-hmm. to help you have kind of a north star for where you head next. Yeah, I think um, I'm a researcher, sort of. I really want to know why, but then I want to know the why behind the why, and mm. then the why behind the why behind the why, and like what's <laughs> the why behind the why? Right. Behind the why. <laughs> and I think you know because that's where real truths are. I you know I remember my grandfather was just a curious person and just Mm -hmm. never stopped reading and devouring information and and my mother's the same way and I'm kind of the same way of just you know like you chose to work at a camp why what brought you here what happened in your youth that brought you here what happened two minutes ago that brought you you know like why 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 and then how does that affect your family to like live at a camp and that's to me, it's just interesting. Yeah. I don't know. And I think, I don't know if it's, I think it's just in me to know, want to know more and more right. and more. And I think I very much lucked out to have a career that basically if you can bring real truths to the surface, 
that's great advertising. Yeah. That's great branding. That's a great website. That's a great... So, so I really was very blessed to find a career that kind of matched up with right what comes very naturally to me anyway. So... And being when we go back to those personality types, you you mentioned you're an Enneagram three wing two, got a touch of seven in there. It looks mm -hmm. like, but the Enneagram three, the achiever, right? Mm -hmm. They probably have to have a natural sense of curiosity. Um, not only do they want to go drive and achieve and accomplish things, but you don't keep achieving in different areas if you're not curious about. Okay, mm -hmm. I reached the top of this mountain. Right, that was fun. I don't want to just hang out here anymore. <laughs> I gotta go. I, oh, I see a, I see a mountain <laughs> over there in the horizon. Right. What's yeah. That mountain? Yeah, and I think you know you have to have a little bit of fearlessness too that partners with that. Yeah. Of what's over the next mountain and let's try it. Do you think we can get over there? I'm kind of just running shy on water, but I'm not that thirsty. Let's mm -hmm. give it a shot. And so, yeah, I do. I think that also has been something that allows me to be a business owner. Of just, I mean, business owners, just let's try it mm -hmm. and let's see. And I've failed many times and succeeded many times. And you just learn and evolve. And yeah. so, so yeah, I think that's, you know, you're kind of driven beyond fear to explore things. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, definitely. Awesome. We are going to jump into our three questions. Okay. And you did write them down, but we're going to put you on the table. I, I really love starting with what's good. And that can be a macro or micro response. Mm -hmm. What's good in your world when you wake up every day? So I think, you know, people really drive me. People and experiences and experiences with people. And I think that's like the high level, right? The macro. And the micro is I just got a job where I'm done at 5 p.m. So, oh, nice. Which is not a thing in my life for a long time. So um, I think... Yeah, now I have more time for experiences with people and yeah. sort of doing new things that aren't all business related. Yeah. So I think that's really exciting right now. What's the thing at home you're like, oh, I get to water this flower. Do you like catch Jeopardy? Like what? <laughs> what's the thing at home that you're like in the five to eight time frame I'm able to, what stands out? I mean, I am a, because I'm an achiever and a, you know, like go forth. I tend to leave things in the dust without finishing them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I have 8,000 like half finished project <laughs> ideas around my house Yeah. that, you know, like I kind of get going and whatever, and then I get busy and then I have a new idea and yeah. things like that. My husband loves it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. And so, yeah, really, like, I've had this dream of building this sort of live wall in my backyard for years. Okay. I have all the supplies. It's ready to go. <laughs> it's really just, like, I'm still in sort of the thumbs and jeans part mm. of it where I'm still trying to figure Staring it out. Staring at it. <laughs> Analyzing. Have a beer and stare uh -huh. at it. Ah, I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, I think really, like, projects. And then I'm a huge cyclist. Hmm. And I have not ridden my bike much in the last couple of years. Okay. And so I think that's reconnecting with the bike is awesome. huge as well. It's been, I was a really avid rider, didn't have a car for a long time. Right. Um, and I maybe went 20 miles last year. So, um, so yeah, so I think that's the other thing too, is just really starting yeah. to 
get back on the bike because I have time to do it and sort of I've, I'm sort of my best self on a bike and it awesome. just doesn't happen all that much so awesome. yeah next time we invite you on it'll be the cycling conversation yeah yeah all right transitioning what could be better what kind of stirs inside of you when you wake up and you say that needs change that needs um redemption so I think LGR has helped me kind of put this together, actually, because mm-hmm. I think it's something that I've been thinking for a long time but didn't articulate. So I Tell th- us a little bit real quick for the listeners, LGR. Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> I have two people outside of Grand Rapids that need to know. No. Yes, um, Leadership Grand Rapids. Or maybe just transitioning why that environment has helped yeah, you. Yeah, so I think Leadership Grand Rapids is really you are forced, not forced, asked to look at things from a lot of different angles Mm -hmm. and just see things from people's deep other perspectives. Like I think you can always kind of guess, but this you're really hearing it from the horse's mouth and how things affect you. And, and, um, so I think I've always in my job tried to be an advocate for if I get to pick a stock photo, I'll put like a female in charge of a boardroom and the males are sitting down like sort of this, I've tried to put like women in power in photography or minorities in power and for, you know, kind yeah. of whenever I have chances. Um, but I think like there's more I could be doing. And I think that's, I think we need to th- bring more people to the table. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm kind of pretty into it. I just got um, accepted as a board member for MOCA. Oh, awesome. Which is about, um, which, and I'm still learning, but just how having people with disabilities sort of like be pulled into society and have them be a part of society and have them be present yep. and have them live and work and play sort of within society and not be yeah. kind of like over there. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about this opportunity. I have a lot of learning to do to kind of see that perspective and with respect to know it better. Right. Um, so yeah, I think we all can have, uh, we can all do better yeah. at making sure that people are represented um, better than they are. Definitely, definitely. Um, what is next for you? <laughs> so I think new job <laughs> feels like plenty. That's a big one that comes uh, to the surface. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think, you know, with this new job and being a eight to fiver, which is so new. I've never been wow. an eight to fire ever. Yeah. This is my first big boy job. <laughs> <laughs> um, is sort of finding who's who Julie is outside of work. Yeah. I've been such a work, 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 and my business is me and I'm my business and I loved it and reveled in it and it was everything to me for a while and I think letting that go and then who am I when I'm not? that and like finding the Julie like the not on the clock Julie and Mm -hmm. I think she's been not around yeah (laughs) much so yeah getting hobbies I guess you're like what do you do I'm like I don't even know (laughs) I've only had four months start a Pinterest account and see what people do (laughs) yeah I don't know cook I don't know so I think yeah exploring some stuff I don't sit well so it's I have Mm. to be doing something so you know, my list is massive, but now what do I actually do? And just, yeah, becoming a more balanced Julie. I'm yeah. excited for it. Awesome. Yeah. 
And today you're coming fresh off of a few teaching opportunities, right? Yeah. You You have opportunities to speak in front of different groups? Yeah, so I just, it's volunteer, but okay. I volunteer for GROW, um, which is Grand Rapids Opportunity for Women. I teach their Marketing 101 track, which is basically how to talk about your business. Yeah. Um, I love it. It's really fun. I love helping small businesses kind of figure out. I always think like I've done my job if you start a business and I've done my job if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, I've saved you a lot of time and money and effort if you're like, you know what, this is not for me. So it's a nice litmus test. And then today I was at the Muskegon Innovation Hub. Okay. Um, They do a Marketing Mondays series um, that it's just like an hour and a lunch and you kind of learn a thing about marketing. So today I just, today was about, you know, talking about yourself and developing a brand and having a good elevator pitch and yeah. things like that. And then, um, yeah, I just, I love kind of, here's my area of expertise. If it's helpful to your nonprofit, like, let's talk about it. So I awesome. love doing it, and small businesses need all the help they can get. Oh, yeah. So I'm just happy to help. <laughs> I know that all too well. Yeah. <laughs> well, it has been a real joy to walk with you as a peer through Leadership Grand Rapids, certainly. And there were just different tidbits of your story that just were so intriguing. So, Uh, We appreciate your time today, and we hope to hear more about your story down the line. Thanks. I'm excited to be here, and thanks for having me.